0: Welcome to the Holy City Church Podcast Station. This is Pastor Angel. If you missed Sunday's sermon or want to listen to it again, you're in the right place. We're glad that you can take the time to catch up as we go through God's Word together. I hope you're ready. If you're not, grab your Bible. Let's get ready for what God has in store for us today. Ahead and join me in First John four. We're going to look at verses one through six. We're going to continue this. We we did skip a few verses as you can see, but we talked about those verses in in our Bible study on Wednesday. I think we have about three more that we're going to look at the first letter of Paul, and we may, uh, well, no, we, we will go into the second and the third letter of Paul after. Uh, you are going to get a break from me with those letters, so uh, we'll have Pastor Rafa and Pastor Alex uh, help us go through those letters. So after we're done with this, don't come back because it's going to get a lot better than, than what it is, okay? Alright, so let's take a look. Uh, if It's going to be First John chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. If I, If you may, go ahead and stand with me when you have it, and we'll read it together. He says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out in the world. By this you know the spirits of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you heard was coming, and now it is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he is in the world. They They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for what you've given us, Lord. Father, we just pray that in this moment that you can, Father, soften our hearts, open our minds, allow us to hear what it is that you have for us, Lord. Father, no matter how difficult it may be or how unwilling we are, Father, we just pray that you have an, your word has an impact in our lives in, in one way or another, Father. So I pray that the words that I speak may not be mine, but yours. In your name we pray. Amen. You know, nowadays it's kind of difficult to to determine who's telling the truth and who's not. Right? Even though we want to fact check everything nowadays, even fact checks. Or not even accurate sometimes. So we don't know who's ever. Sometimes it's difficult, right? To, to determine if somebody who's saying something is really telling the truth. Unless we see it for ourselves, right? Unless we we're witness to it ourselves. It's kind of hard to see if something is true or not. And, you know, and, and nowadays, especially everybody has their own agenda, right? Everybody's looking to do something. Is looking to push their ideas. Is looking to push their politics. Is pushing to push whatever they think is right they're willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish it. Whether they have to lie, steal, or kill, they're going to do it. And we've seen that. We've seen that literally as we speak. We can see that if we look out into the world. And over the last couple of months, I've seen that, you know, what people are really capable of doing. And this is one of those things you, you, that you say and, you, and we talk about all the time. And people are capable of doing really bad things. And we say it, right? And we talk about it. But last couple of months, I've been witnessing this with my own eyes—the things that our people are capable of doing, just to please what they want. It's incredible the amount of people who are involved in all this pedophilia and and child abuse and 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 all these criminal acts, things that you talk about. But now we're seeing with our own eyes. And then when John wrote this letter, it seems like there were. A lot of people saying a lot of things. Looks like there was people speaking a lot. And maybe even trying to push their ideas on some capacity. It doesn't say, so I'm just making an assumption. So then, if you have a lot of people speaking and saying things, how do we know what's true and what's not true? Who do we trust? What do we trust? That's something that's difficult, something that's hard for us to just make a determination right off the bat, right? Somebody can say something to you and you don't know if that's true or not and, and you don't know how you're going to react in that moment. Maybe if you go home, okay, think about it a little bit, now I have a better way of responding. We also live in a time where truth has become subjective and, and our perspective is what kind of determines what we believe, right? We've seen this many times where where if I'm looking at things this way, it looks one way to me, but in this way it looks another. So depending how I'm looking at it, depending on the situation, depending on where I'm standing, I'm going to have a different opinion and a different idea and a different belief. And John, with his letter, he deals with this type of belief and it helps us at the same time by First making us aware of the many antichrists that will come to preach false doctrine. So, so John is aware of people's, the things that people are saying. John is aware of, of the difficulties that they may be having or, or going through at that time where people are saying things and we don't know what to believe and what is what and who is who, right? So he first gives us a warning. He tells us, hey, there's going to be many antichrists that are going to come out and they're going to preach false but then he tells us that we have a, the capabilities to know who are these Antichrist. So he says, hey, there's going to be people that are not coming from God who are going to lie, but you have the ability. You have the capability to know who those people are. And he tells us that through the Holy Spirit and through his word, we can discern who's who. And then John tells us there's going to be people that are of the devil who will come to deceive you, making you doubt even your own belief. They're going to say things to you that you're going to think that you are not saved. Oh, man, I'm not saved. Look at what this guy's saying. So that means I'm not saved. He's going to doubt even your own salvation. But again, we have the Holy Spirit and His Word to guide us to determine what is true. And what is false? So then today, John is going to continue to bring up false prophets. Remember, John kind of goes back and forth and he brings, he changes and then comes back. You you see that, you're going to see that a lot. And he tells us that we need to test the spirits to see if they're from God or if they're not from God. Now, I know we've spoken a lot about discerning, right? people and their teachings. We, we spoke we spoke about how there's going to be people. There's going to be people. There's going to be people and there's going to be people and they're going to say and those people and those people and those people, right? We've talked about that for like two weeks now. Three maybe out of the things three weeks. You know, John all this time is just warning, warning about people. Hey, I'm giving you warnings and I'm letting you know about the people. But kind of now John is changing the focus a little bit. He's going from you know, the people, and he's now looking at the believers and he's telling them, it is your responsibility to test the spirits to see if they're true spirits or if they're false spirits. You know, many of us, when we watch the weatherman on TV and he's talking about, you put on the channel and, hey, there's a hurricane coming. I mean, you just don't go, Okay right? Because maybe there isn't a hurricane coming and this guy is just crazy, right? So what do we do? We go out and we see, okay, we go log into the internet. Is there really a hurricane? Hurricane? Oh, there's a hurricane coming. You know, we watch the other news stations to see what they're saying. Maybe these, these guys here are saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a storm. It's not a hurricane. You know what I mean? We go out and test what this weatherman said, right? John can also come on TV and give us warnings, right? He can come on TV one day and be like, Hey, I'm John from back in Jesus' time. And there's going to be people who are going to come, right? We have to test the same thing. We, it's the same concept. We have to look. You know, At some point, we have to take responsibility and test who is the one that's speaking. That's up to us to do. It's up to us to test them. And I'm not saying we're going to be able to figure this out all on our own. I'm not saying, hey, you test them and you're going to see. You're smart. You got it. Don't worry. Yes, you are smart. You got it. But this is not something that we do on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to abide in us so we can discern from the truth and what's false. That's what John said many times already before coming here. So I may not mention that today other than now. You have to keep that in mind, okay? Just because I'm not saying that doesn't mean that's not the case. But the problem is a lot of times people are lost because they do not take the time to test what is being said. And because of that lack of knowledge and because of that lack of discernment, we believe anything. Somebody can come and tell us anything. What do we do? Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty good. Why not? Right? So we have to be responsible. It is our responsibility. And that's what John is trying to convey with his loving and his caring heart that we have to test those who are speaking. Trust me. I am not a fan of doing this sermon. Because I'm speaking. Okay? You're going to see. All right? Before we can take a details and take a look at the details of the letter, it's important to understand a few things that John is mentioning. Right, first thing, who are these spirits? Right, because he says in verse one, "Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits." Okay, so that's a that's a whole sentence and a few words that we need to f- clear up before we can even understand what are we testing or who are we testing? Right, spirit is is used many times in the Bible, and most of the time it's reference to the spirit realm, right? He's talking about actual spirits, spirits that we don't see with our own eyes because they're in another realm and not our physical realm, right? And what John is saying is not too far off, but when you look at the pattern that he's using in the other parts of this letter, John, he's talking about people. He's talking about teachers, prophets, Preachers, pastors, and these are people who are being led by a spirit, which means test everyone who's making a proclamation. So we went from teachers, preachers, prophets, so I'm saying everyone, so that means we're all teachers. You know, not all of us are preachers, but we were definitely all teachers. We're not all pastors, but we are all teachers. We all proclaim Christ at one point point or another, right? So he's talking about everyone who's making a proclamation. And it has to be everyone because as you can see from the previous verses, there are those who are led by the Holy Spirit to speak truth, and there are those who are led by the devil to speak truth false things, right? So they're people. People are going to speak truth or people are going to speak false. Whatever it is, they're being led by spirit depending on what they're speaking. And I learned over the years that the decision you make are always led by what you desire the most at that moment, right? I've said this many times. When you're going to make a decision, your decision to whether you're gonna eat pizza or broccoli—it's guided by what it is your desire at that moment in time. You can say, "Well, I've been on a diet for a whole month. I've been eating broccoli every day, and today there's pizza and broccoli. I, I know I should be eating that broccoli, but right now I'm choosing pizza. Why do you choose pizza? Because your desire at that moment was being led by your desire wanting to eat pizza more than broccoli, right? That's your desire was bigger." If not, you would have chosen broccoli, right? You you understand? You have a bigger desire to break your diet because if you didn't have a desire to break your diet, you wouldn't break it. And it's the same concept here. When you speak, especially regarding to the things of God, what you say is being influenced by either the Holy Spirit or by the devil. When you speak, everything that comes out of your mouth Is being led by spirit of either God or the devil. So basically, John is saying, test those who are coming to you speaking of God as to find out what type of spirit is leading them to determine whether you should listen to them or not. He's saying, hey, test these people because if you're going to listen and you're going to be okay with what they're saying. You're going to believe what they're saying. You need to know where this is coming from. Second, what drove John to say this? What drove John to say what he said? And the reason is because there are many false prophets going out into the world and he doesn't want them to be deceived by them. His purpose is not here is not talking about uh, hey, be careful with the people. He's talking about you, 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 you. I don't want you to be deceived. So therefore, you, you test them. You, you, you. So this is you guys. You guys test them, okay? We're not talking about whether you guys now are of are, are the devil or of God. No, no. That's, that was back then, okay? We're not self-testing ourselves today, okay? This is about you testing those speaking to you. Yeah, he was warning them then, but at the same time, he's giving a future warning because we're still here. There's still many antichrists coming. There's still many people preaching false things, right? So this fits perfectly with us. And there are going to be many who will come preaching false things. And we're never to assume every spiritual experience, every demonstration, every teaching, everything that's being said, we can never assume it's from God. We can never just go, oh yeah, Yeah, he's talking from God. Yeah, yeah. We can never just make that assumption. That's not what John is allowing us to do. We must test them. John knew there was a real danger with the message that of false spirits, right, that they were teaching. And There's no difference in our time. We're actually warned many times in the Bible. Matthew 24, 11 and 12, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Matthew 24:24. 24, 24, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and perform great signs and wonders, so to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Second Timothy 4, 3-4, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine, instead to suit their own desires will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside turn aside to miss so there's many warnings after warnings of people who will do this And again, John is here telling us, but many are still straying due to the fact that they have become dependent on men who sound smart, who use big words, who are fancy speaking. And when we hear these people, men just like, I don't know what happens. Uh, I guess it's mm, when we look at a hot guy or a hot woman, right? I guess, you know, and not me, I don't have that problem. I don't look at anyone else other than my wife. So, but I guess, you know, when we get mesmerized, oh Tom Cruise is so hot and we go into that, right? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're speaking so beautifully that you're just lost in that in those words. And maybe that's the case. I don't know. But it's like that saying goes, you can't believe everything you hear. He doesn't want us to just believe everyone who claims to be a believer, everyone who claims to be a teacher or a prophet. He wants us to test them. We're not talking about a test. Multiple choice here. Let's see if you're true or not. We're going to actually see. John gives us the test. He tells us what to test for. It's a very important test because it says in verse 2, By this you know the Spirit of God. You're going to know by this test. You're going to know who's who with this test. In other words, John is saying, but I have a test by which you can know if someone is being led by the Holy Spirit or someone who's being led by another spirit. This is a test. I know we, we, we want sometimes to just know whether it's true or not, right? Okay, this is the test. This is how we determine this. And testing those spirits is the responsibility of every Christian. None of us are off the hook. Not a single one of of us, especially now. After right now, you're no longer off the hook. You're going to say, well, I never heard this verse before. I never read the Bible long enough to, or was alive long enough to read that. But that's it. No one here has this excuse, and no one listening to this has an excuse anymore. Right? None of us are off the hook. It is our responsibility to test. And we have to judge all spirits by scriptural standards. All the spirits that we judge, we don't judge by our standards. We don't judge by what we think. We have to judge by what the Bible says. That's the scripture. That's what tells us true from false. Even if we're talking about me, right? I said, I'm not a fan of this sermon because you're going to have to test me as well. You test everyone. You can't assume that I'm correct. Just because I'm saying, I think I'm correct. Yeah, I'm correct. Oh, I like Angel. He's, co- he's, co- he's correct. Ah, he's been doing this for a while. He's correct. No. Test every spirit. We will test the teachings. We will test those teachings to see if, 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 if they're coming from a private interpretation or, or is a biblical interpretations? Because it's easy to say, Hey, I was revealed something by God. God spoke to me and revealed this to me. Let me tell you something. God has revealed the same thing to everyone who seeks. There's nobody being revealed something that somebody else is, being, is not being revealed to. No. God is not going to confuse the church. He's not going to confuse his people. Oh, I received special revelation, but I didn't. Why did he get it? And why does he differ from mine's? Right? It doesn't work like that. John says, test every spirit. That means even if you're comfortable and trust that you're speaking and you're listening to someone who's speaking the truth, every now and then, test right. that person. No, because you don't have to test them every single day. Not, let's not take that extreme where now everything I say, uh, you know what I mean, you have to trust uh, but. Just don't trust once and then that's it. Okay, boom. Because we've seen that somebody you can trust for many years fall. And all of a sudden, after s- listening to for 25 years, how does how, uh, speaking truth one day, speaking complete trash. It's like, what happened here, right? So we don't necessarily just let it all go. We continue. And the best way to test is by looking at who's speaking and what are they saying. And then comparing that to the scripture. So we look at, we're going to look at that test. There's two parts to this test. First is who is speaking. And we start with verses 2 and 3. We're, I'm only going to read a little piece of it. but It says, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Okay, so this one is a loaded one, right? This is this is very loaded. This comes with a lot. So we have to be very clear on what John means here, right? So w- so when John says w- he must confess, okay, and that's big also. When we talked about it, we've talked about this before, confessing with your mouth, right? The original trans translation implies that it's a whole hearted whole life profession of personal faith in Jesus Christ he's not just referring to verbal confession because we all know we can make verbal confessions all day doesn't mean absolutely nothing right there are times when people you know who make out loud confession and you look at the way they're living and the way they take that confession we know that they're not being truthful He's saying the spirit must not only express his belief. Remember the spirit. We're not talking about a spiritual being. We're talking about a person, right? He's not only expressing his belief with the words, but he needs to be seen in his life. So that man who's speaking to you, who's making these proclamations, who's teaching, who's preaching, who's talking to you about God, Life needs to reflect what he's preaching. It's not about do what I say, it's not what I do. It's about do what I say and how I do it. Right? We need to look at both sides of that. And let me just tell you this. This same standard of the way we test those who are talking to us about God or, or preaching or teaching us, the same standards. I, you know, this is my personal thing. Okay? You, don't have to, you can take this as you. This is my opinion. I use the same tests for everyone. Right, anyone who's trying to give me an advice, anyone who's trying to tell me something—if take it back to the Bible—if it's that, then your advice. I'm sorry. I know you care, and I know you want the best, but unfortunately, I don't take that advice. The same thing. Somebody's trying to tell me something, whether it has to be biblically or not, or whether it's preaching about God. I go back to the Bible. If it makes sense. Awesome. Thank you. I will listen to what you said. If it doesn't, but that's just my my two cents. So you can ignore this. just my opinion. Okay? So he's, like I said, his, his, his expression, what he's saying, his belief has to be seen in his life. So it's like when my kids, right? They fight all the time. The other day, uh, what was it? Uh, Friday. Uh, it's all the time. So... Friday, he actually, uh, m- uh, Eddie and Beaches were at my house, and Adam didn't know he had a, a little, one of those fake bullets inside those those Nerf guns. So he f- learned how to pull it back and so he can go, and he shot it. He hit my sister in the arm. I didn't hear in her face or anything. So I told Adam, Adam, say sorry. No? Adam, you need to say sorry. You hit your, your, your aunt. You need to say sorry. No? Okay you don't say sorry you're not going to use your toys sorry right same thing you you tell them say sorry they say sorry but it's not a real sorry it's not a real apology they're just doing it because they just don't want to deal with it anymore I'm just going to say sorry it's not genuine in reality, if you really look at what he did, he's not really achieving any reconciliation. He's just confessing because he just wants to get it over with, right? The confession must be sincere. It must, be, it must come from the, from the heart. It must, it, it must be more than just words. You can't just say, I'm sorry. You have to show that you're sorry, right? It just, it's not just words. And then knowing that and and everything that we already looked at, it means that the Spirit is of, if the Spirit is of God, then He will confess genuinely with all His heart and His actions. His actions and His words will match. This means that the Spirit is someone who, who would accept, who would hold, who would teach the right Jesus, and no other Jesus. That's what John is saying. He's going to preach, he's going to live, he's going to speak, and he's going to believe in the true Jesus. That person who's speaking to you needs to be that. This person is who would accept, hold, and teach that Jesus is the incarnated God-man, same by God the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's very important. God-men, right? Some want to say that Jesus was just a man, or He's just a God. He was a God-man, okay? I'm not going to explain that today. We could do that another day. This man has to be, this person has to be someone who will accept, believe, hold, and teach the virgin birth, his sinless life, his atoning death, and his resurrection, When you preach something and then you live it, you're, you're, you can see it because you have that hope. You have that true joy. right? One thing is when you say, yeah, I believe Jesus came back from the dead but I'm worried about everything. There's everything. I'm constantly freaking out about nothing. Wait, do you believe that Jesus is true or not? Your life is going to reflect it. So We're looking for someone who's clearly displaying the truth of Christ not only with words but his actions. And we look for that because who is from God is motivated by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is not going to lead them to live something that's contradictory to what the Holy Spirit delivered in the Scripture. It is not possible for a teacher, for a preacher, for a prophet to be led differently by the Holy Spirit than what the Holy Spirit wrote himself in the book. Makes no sense. Doesn't work like that. Not only that, this person leads others to do the same. This person has to be Christ-centered. His life is Christ-centered. This person is someone who teaches and lives the truth. And if this spirit that you're testing is failing every single part of this test. It's most likely that that person is being led by the false spirit. He's probably being led by the spirit of the antichrist and not the spirit of God. And I'm not talking perfections, okay? So let's let's take a quick pause there because, you know, now all of a sudden we're talking about this whoa, this holy man, right? No, no, this I'm not trying to boast anyone who who is. It's, you know, anyone who you trust and you listen to and you believe what they say, right? I'm not trying to boast them, right? It's, that's not it. Because we, God knows we all are imperfect humans. You know, we make mistakes so at the same time. Remember that. Just because I made a mistake with something I said doesn't mean I'm a heretic, right? Sometimes what happens is you, we give you an idea. Oh, I think, and it's secondary to, you know, the, the Bible doesn't really clarify or specific. It's just our thought. Oh, because you thought this way you're going to hell or you're a heretic and you're an antichrist. No, no, no. We have to slow, you know, we got to be careful a little bit, right? But one thing is making a mistake. Another thing is living in sin and purposely living in something out of, you know, or we're living, we, we're adding to the word of God or we're removing purposely not to say something. I don't want to say something because I don't want people to get mad at me. So I'm not going to, I'm going to leave this part out. I'm going to read this, but I'm going to skip this verse, right? Or, or adding, right? What we do sometimes is this person adds things to the Word of God that's not really there, right? There's a, a big difference, mistakes and and living. You know, remember we talked about living in a sinful state, right? It's a big difference, which leads to the next part of the test. What are they saying? Right? Look at John. F- uh, look at First John four verse five. They are from the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world listens to them. So not only does that person uh, does that person act and, and, and lives out a certain thing, now he's speaking certain things. Now we look at the way he's speaking, and we all know how hard it is to speak the truth of the Bible. We know that. But because how hard it is, it is important to test what these spirits are saying. And we can all agree this is a big problem in the church. And I've already mentioned in this series in the past, people, and I've done it by name, okay, who have started to preach false gospels, or, or they've been preaching it from the beginning. And there's so many nowadays because it's so much easier to preach something everyone wants to hear. You know, after a certain time we realize, you know, we preach something that's hard, people don't want to listen to it, they leave. So it's much easier to just stick to this and not to this. So we have many different false gospels and ideas that are contrary to what the Bible teaches. But whether they are in worldly Academics, worldly science, or worldly cultures, people tend to say what others want to hear. And the same thing goes for the church. That's why we have all these false pastors and teachings. And they're all teaching watered-down gospels and half-full gospels. And I was recently asked why I reject all these prophecies that are coming out of everywhere. Because nowadays there's a prophecy in every other corner. Hey, what are you rejecting them so much? I reject them because there are too many opinions and very little biblical truth. All these prophecies are based on opinions and thoughts. And they go very little back to the Word of God. And true prophecy, a true teaching will present a true Jesus every single time. And whether it's a prophecy or it's a teaching, the true Jesus is at the center of that message. Not your opinion. Not whether Walmart is from Satan or not. Doesn't, who cares? Because no one who presents a false Jesus or, a false, or false scriptures can be regarded as a true prophet. So why do I reject them? It's because they're speaking trash, basically. Non-biblical stuff. that's why John said, those who are not of God speak as they were from the world. This means that whatever they're saying is actually being influenced by the world and not by God. Matthew 12, 34 says, you brood vipers. This is Jesus himself. You brood vipers. How can you speak good when you're evil? For the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks You know, just like our actions dictate you know, our influence, right? Our, influence are dictated by our, uh, our actions are dictated by our influence, right? Just like that, the word that we speak, our influence, but what spirit, it's in us. So then what John is saying, hear and test the words that are being spoken to see where it comes from. And you can simply do that by reading scripture. And you say, well, this is very complicated. No, it's not. Open your Bible. Open it. Open it for a little more than just the daily uh, uh, Bible, uh, the the daily Bible Bible verse of the day. Open it more than just that. There's more to it than just one verse a day. When you're seeking truth, and everyone else is seeking truth, The same spirit of truth will abide in everyone, and therefore everyone will be speaking the same truth. That's why I always say, don't take my word for it. Read it for yourself, because if I'm speaking truth, you're going to find the same thing that I'm speaking. If I'm not speaking truth, you're going to find something else. and Then you're going to question me. You're going to tell me, hey, why did you say that? So we need to be careful with those who are preaching new words or declaring new things or those with prophetic words because everything that God wants to say, He already did say it. There's nothing new. Our sermons shouldn't be sounding all that much different. Our teaching should not be sounding all that much different. Maybe different examples. and Maybe different analogies. But the word is still the same. We should be speaking the same thing. Let's not forget what he also says: that those who are speaking are being listened to by those of the world. This is why the churches with false teachers are full. They're not seeking truth. They're not seeking to satisfy their own. Des- they're, they're seeking to satisfy their own desires. These people are also not of God. They want to hear the garbage that they're preaching. They don't want to hear what needs to be preached. So when you see that there's a big following, say, "Wow, this is a lot of lot of people in this church," but I kind of witnessed all these people do kind of whatever they wanted. What is the pastor preaching? Because those who are not living of you know living the light, those are not of God or not also living the same way. So if the whole church. Is living in sin. There's a pretty good chance the pastor's not preaching or teaching what needs to be taught. And the reason I can say this is because of verse 6. Look at verse 6. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not of God does not listen to us. And by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Whoever is not of God will not listen or even want to listen to the truth. The person who is not of God does not want to hear what I'm saying. And I'm not just saying this so you can be like, no, I want to hear what you're saying so that won't be me. No, you can push yourself to listen all you want. You're still not going to listen for real. And anyone who is of God has a, this teaching, They run. That's what we say. Hey, if you know if you gotta leave my church and you go somewhere else, you know, we pray that you you find a good church. But if you get there and they're preaching complete trash, run. Get away, go find another one. And you will see that those who are living in Christ centered lives, they don't listen to these false teachers. They don't. Those people don't. Because you test them. You've heard John's warning. You know what you got to do, right? So you test them. And then you notice when they're wrong, when they're preaching false gospels, then you run. You're not there. You don't support that. That's why when a church is full of, of people who are living the way they want to, then you got to question, wait, this is a group of, you know, devil spirit led people. That's why Joel Olsen's church is so big. And and to me, it's it's very sad to see all those big churches being led by false spirits. It's even more sad that they're full of people who listen and live out every single word that they say. To me, that's even more sad because John's saying it's your responsibility. You know, we can talk about those bad preachers and all those people that are false teaching, but it's your responsibility. You need to read the Word of God. You need to test them. Because we all have the same access to the same truth. And at the end of the days, like Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So this is his word. This is his voice. Those will listen and they will hear it. And because we can hear his voice and follow him means that we are of God and we have and have overcome them. Or he who is greater than he who is in the world. You know, not everyone will listen to what we have to say. Or what you guys have to say. There's going to be many people who are going to reject your message. Even if it's true. There are going to be many people who are going to reject what you're saying. Because it's true. Many. That's why this message is for those who are going to listen. This message is not for those who don't want to listen. This message is for those who want to listen. So when you're trying to discern between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error, we have to remember what we tested. can tell a lot about someone from the way they live their lives and the way the crowds live their life or you can tell a lot you can sit there and you can tell the people just watch them for a little bit how they live their life you can learn a lot from them are they living their lives according to the scripture or are they just finding people to fill up the church building? the test what's happening here what do we look at look at the way they're teaching compared to what scripture says it's very important that when we listen we don't only listen to what's being said but listen to what's not being said and not being said And again, I pray and hope that we can all take this seriously. And a lot of times it may sound difficult. But Christ, through the Holy Spirit, helps us overcome all this. He's there with us. He hasn't left us. And I know sometimes you may have to stop listening to someone you loved all your life. I get it. I've been disappointed as well by people who... Well, I would have put all my trust in. Sometimes I, I say, well, I'm, I'm willing to put, I'm willing to risk my life, you know, my eternal life because of this person, the way he's preaching. Yeah, oh man, I believe this man. And then all of a sudden they drop from the faith, they leave the faith and you're like, I <gasps> get it. Sometimes it's hard. But that's why we test those spirits. Hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, would like to connect or listen to our library of sermons, jump right over to our website at www.holycitychurch.us. Again, we want to thank you for listening. And remember, this podcast is not intended to replace your time at the church. So we hope you have a blessed week and talk to you again next week on Catch Up with Holy City Church.